Welcome. One. And all. <laughs> to another edition of Upright Citizens here with Bob DeBoo. What's up, Bob? Hey, Ruben. How you doing? I'm doing all right. And uh, we're starting uh, our, our series, our basis yeah. spotlight series today. Um, you know, as I've said like a trillion times, not a million, but a trillion times on hmm. here, we need to give folks their flowers while they live and show appreciation while we can. And so we want to bring, um, you know, some basis to the forefront literally um uh you know basis who are still with us that we can go and see and and and, and appreciate um uh today beginning with the great reginald Veald. Mm. uh great reginald Veal, um i don't know what can we say about this this gentleman uh, i guess straightforward right now bob what do you what, 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 what kind of Absol- words would you have to say <laughs> uh just you know, big inspiration. I, mm-hmm. I love Reginald Veal, sound, his feel, everything, so much mm-hmm. to it. We're gonna listen to some music, we're gonna get in here. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really excited about this new series that we've got, that we've talked about, this bassist spotlight. Um, yes. We've got a good long list. There's so many great bassists out there, so yes. many beautiful musicians for us to, mm-hmm. to check out mm-hmm. and just get to talk about. And Definitely. I'm ex- I'm really excited and happy that we're, we're beginning with Reginald Veal. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, when I talk to students, things like that, a lot of cats don't know about Reginald Veal, right. and right, it's right. a shame. It really, you know, there's just a really great body of work, and we're going to get yes. into some of that. But uh, yeah. there's just, I mean, yeah. To just before we 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 start one of the songs, I think one of those uh, he has one of those traits, those kind of things that that that's it's, it's kind of hard to explain. It's hard to yeah. to describe sometimes. It's just like a feeling. It's that thing that you just mm. can't put your hand on but mm. it's very specific to him you know sure. uh we have a lot of players out here like that and i think that's a big reason why we may not know a lot of these bases because they have such a special thing that that really you know makes them stand out makes them actually work and have body of works that they have and um Definitely. We need to, you know, revere these musicians. And, uh, and I mean, obviously they work and all these leaders that, you know, all these legendary people that they've been able to play with, they appreciate and they know about it. And um, uh, anyway, it's time for us as upright citizens <laughs> to show appreciation now. Anyway, Amen. we're going to start with um, a great uh, album by the great Marcus Roberts. Um, it's called The Truth is Spoken Here. That's the name of the album. Uh, it was it came out in uh, 1999. Uh, great Elvin Jones on drums, uh, Marcus Roberts on piano, uh, and Wynton Marsalis on trumpet. Now, this, what's cool, too, uh, for mm-hmm. me, I was checking this out, mm-hmm. and we're not going to hear, I don't think we're going to hear him, on, maybe we're going to hear him on some of this track, but the great Charlie Rouse is on this right. album, too, and it was his last studio album, oh, which oh, I was not aware last? of. This is, so this is apparently Marcus Roberts' debut as a leader. Yeah. Debut and then this is the yeah, final 19. recording that we have of Charlie Rouse, a uh-huh. legend, you know, and Todd Williams is also on this as well. Right. But mm-hmm. uh, very, so, very cool. So we're going to get into it uh, and we'll talk about, you know, this great track after. This is called uh, The Arrival featuring the great Reginald Vale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
You into that, Ruben? <laughs> Man, there's so, so much in that. Man. So, you know, we, we came up with this idea. We want to give, like, certain adjectives, superlatives, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, what comes to mind? What comes to mind, the first few words that come to mind that describes this man's playing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to let you go first, Bob. There's what, there's a bunch. What? It's it, I tried to pare it down. Pare it down. Pare it yeah. down. Give me four. Give me four. So first up is vibe. <laughs> I mean, ah, overarching everything, and that encompasses sound, rhythm, inflections, interaction. So so much into that. So right. vibe. And the second thing I got is just this infectious rhythm, man. He's got right. this bounce that's right. just mm. incredible. Mm. Um, Next up, he's got this just beautiful, big, warm, inviting sound. <laughs> you know, it just draws me in. I'm just like, yeah, all this other, all this other shit's cool. You have like, you have like f- five adjectives and, and descriptions in one word. <laughs> it's so hard to, br- it's so hard to tear it down. But yeah, and then just the engaging aspect of what he's doing. He's always present in each bit. Right. So, all right. There you sorry, go. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you got it. What do you Wait, got? Do you like Phil? Do you like Richard Phil? I'm, I'm sure. into him. Yes. Um. Well. You know what? Maybe I'll wait for my. I'll wait. Wait. I'll wait. Okay. I'll tell mine's after this. That's so. What do you? you what do you want to share about this track? Because man, there's so mm-hmm. much I want to talk about. I t- mean, we could make this an hour long, hour and a half long episode. Yes, <laughs> uh, we try and make it brief, but it's funny. I think it's uh, maybe some, maybe some of it, and I'm sure he has this in his mind too. I feel like he was like the extension of Jimmy Garrison on this on this track, actually, kind of like like the yes. modern day Jimmy Garrison, but uh. in his own way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, a much different sound, uh, probably a little bit di- a different, more point. I think a little more point on his on his beat. Mm. Um, I mean, but the harmony he plays on here. I mean, I I personally know this tune from playing with Marcus Roberts uh, early on. And I remember it being a very challenging tune because the 
the the the chord changes really kind yeah, of harmonically bob and weave. It's kinda, they yeah. weave in a not a very traditional kind of way and sure. the way he just seamlessly plays over these changes is just incredible great composition um, yeah and uh yeah but that that bounce that you mentioned is it's it's incredible it's it's very personal and uh obviously it's from the tradition coming from like the reggie workmans and the and the um yes. jimmy garrisons and Absolutely. that 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 thing richard davis and but yeah. it's very very his way of doing it you know um, definitely and there's some mm-hmm. you know there's 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 bits in his lines too where you hear he's uh answering a bit of Winton's solo you know like mm-hmm. taking like the last little bit of phrases and putting mm-hmm. that into the walking lines which right. i love i love to hear that and the sound right. these big bombs that he's dropping too right like mm-hmm. El- and we we have to talk about elvin in this oh, too yeah. i mean don't we oh, i mean gosh. the yes, sound that elvin and the vibe that they're getting together yes. elvin on these brushes especially everybody go check out the end of this track we're going to include a, a spotify a spotify playlist with mm-hmm. some other tracks too but you know go check out the rest of this it's just fantastic yeah, but i completely it's agree wonderful. it's got this modern timeless quality and mm-hmm. when you just said jimmy garrison ding yeah absolutely right you know, mm-hmm. that's big time the yeah yeah as i said maybe obviously because uh, it's hearing hearing elvin behind him right yeah but totally. he takes this kind of same thing to most most things that he does he just he obviously kind of fine tunes it you know uh depending on the situation you know Uh but it's the same feeling you know um but let's move on with some more music from uh from this gentleman uh this next track uh it's from another actually marcus roberts you know recording obviously they had a a long you know history together over the years and Mm. you know it was hard to actually pick because reginald has a a a nice body of work with a lot of different people Mm -hmm. Uh, actually to 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 mention let's mention some of the things that you know people he's played with you know with the eldest winton branford all the marsalises he were in there he was in their band at one time or the other Mm. (laughs) um actually that's who he started out with ellis Wow, and and I probably you know obviously wouldn't heard him and or Branford heard him and they were like oh we like this guy let's bring him into the fold, mm-hmm. uh you know of course he went on to play with uh, you know the who's who in jazz from Ahmad Jamal to Cassandra Wilson, yeah. Diane Reeves for many many years Harry Connick Terrence Blanchard and the list goes on goes mm-hmm. on and on he's he's you just as I said well I always like to say Google him and you'll see mm-hmm. a nice discography come up you know, mm-hmm. um but this next album we're going to play is is from um as i said marcus roberts gershwin for lovers and um this 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 song is uh it's summertime uh, the the it's not so well known uh standard summertime (coughs) (laughs) you heard of it hey you were saying before we got on too you were sharing some interesting stuff about how uh, Mm -hmm. marcus roberts was uh uh, t- teaching you or uh, sharing the arrangement that he wanted to do well on what, this particular what, I mean, song too so right? i was very i was very fortunate to to play marcus roberts uh, band actually right after he recorded this record he Crazy. was very smart to use good <laughs> Come on good now. musicians to record his record but he needed <laughs> hello someone to <laughs> he needed a band to Somebody tour the road, because right? yeah. because they were very busy musicians <laughs> and i so i was able to actually play this music and uh and marcus robert had a way of um teaching tunes which was uh you know by showing you on the piano this is the mm-hmm. way i want you to play don't do these notes no music all by yeah. ear Great. um and uh you know this this next soon you know, when you want to you hear the bass line you know that marcus asked him to play those exact notes at least in the first few chords then mm. he probably embellished from there That's but right. um 
he also plays a wonderful intro, kind of singing, kind of a voice-like intro um, with the ball, which you'll hear in a second. So let's stop uh, talking and uh, play some music for you so you'll hear what we're talking about. This is Reginaldville on a summertime.
Then it's like the heavens open up when they go, they change keys and go to that Pointiana vibe. That's just beautiful, <laughs> man. I wanted to stand up. <laughs> start raising, start waving your arms I, I, <laughs> from I mean, side I'm, to side. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so nice. Oh, I love it, man. Beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, the vibe was, on summertime, man. Such. Yeah. Such, you know, man. And, and we can't, we can't overlook that hookup between him and Pearl and Riley. They're man. one of the, uh, drummer Hurd and Riley, one of the, the one of the dynamic duos mm. of our time of of you know of jazz history and uh wow when you know when they get together whatever groove they do it's just you could just just gut bucket just man groove just yes. you know so i you know while i'm at it let me go ahead and give you my Superlatives. Yeah. Okay. Just, I mean, it's pretty much on the same lines of what you said. Uh, my description, my adjectives for this brother is 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 punchy. Mm, I like it. It's yes. bright. Mm. It's clear. And it's intentional. Mm. Those, yeah. I mean, those those are like those can go anywhere, right? You know, when I say bright, I I I, I what I really like is a uh, is that. It, it's obviously he's playing with steel strings when I say bright too. When he's playing okay. with steel strings and like the, but the warmness he gets out of and it's bright. It's still kind of punchy and bright. All of it is just like, mm. it's like the mm. note, the note comes out really quick. You know, obviously it has to do with the instrument and the way he plays, sure. but it comes out really quick. And I think, um, I think also when he actually when he played with the Winton, most of the time he didn't use any amps or anything like that. So ah. I think that also helped with his sound, the way he his projection and the way he had to constantly try and project a certain kind of sound and, and it kind of developed his way of playing. This is me speaking. I, Interesting. I'm just, you know, of course, you know, I don't know if it was intentional in his mind, but it's it, the nature of the beast is kind of like you, you, you stay in a, in a certain kind of way of not playing with an amp. You, you have to project a certain way. You have to play a certain kind of way. So it comes kind of natural, um, sure. yeah. you know? So yeah, that's beautiful. That's I idea. love, I love the adjectives. They're very succinct. I understand the assignment now. <laughs> yeah, I agree with all that, especially the intentionality, you know, or the intention. Like, uh -huh. there is not a, mm -hmm. there is no throwaway notes happening at all. Nothing. No throwaway. No Nothing. waste. No waste. It's all glory. It's all good. Man, I, you, I go. you know, I was having a, a thought came to mind, too, when he was playing the melody. Mm -hmm. um, which is beautiful. You know, I really like it. At first when I heard it, I was like, well, he seems like he's a little maybe hesitant. Right. But uh -huh. upon hearing it again and again, it sounds very um, old school, authentic, like a yes. vocalist, but yes. in an in a, in a older school style. And yes. the way that his vibrato, that, yes. that openness that he's doing, oh, uh, a little, maybe a little bit quicker in parts and places, yes. things like yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I, I just dig it. It sounds very so expressive, great. very yeah. expressive. Absolutely. I really like that about about that about that track. Definitely, yeah, it's beautiful. So go mm -hmm. go check out the rest of it too. I mean, it's fantastic. Yes. It's a great so, album. Yeah, mm -hmm. in the uh, and this is from uh, a, I'm not sure if we mentioned the album, but it's Gershwin for Lovers. Yeah, the yeah, whole I think album I did, yeah. is something mm -hmm. else. You probably did. I, I missed it, but I uh, you. so I something else. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> so something else we're trying to maybe integrate into our basis spotlight new series here is to uh, talk about our first encounters with the artists okay. that we're talking about. You want to go there, Ruben? Because this one kind of ties into the next track I was going to pull up, too. Okay, let's What's do your, that. Do you, do you want to go first? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll try and make it brief. Uh, 
I, I remember meeting Veal for the first time in the, in the early 90s, uh, maybe 93 or 94. Mm. Uh, I was friends with, with the, the great drummer Adonis Rose, yeah. who, who I brought up before in, 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 uh, in other episodes. And he w- we were going to Berkeley together at the time. So they came to Boston, and they were at Orchestra Hall playing with the Lincoln Center. And somehow I think Adonis was playing with the, the orchestra at the time or started doing some gigs with them. So I was he, he was like, yo, come to the show. Cool. I came to the show, and I was able to stay, you know, meet Veal and, and the rest of the band in backstage briefly. And at the end of this show, uh, like I was standing in the wings, you know, the, uh, the band had dispersed a little bit and Veal was there packing up his bass mm. um, and and he saw me and he we, you know we were introduced earlier and he knew what I was a bass player and he saw me and he told he, he motioned me over mm. and I was like yeah come over you know and I was like oh, oh okay and I <laughs> I walked up he said you want to you want to try the instrument you want to check it out and I was like oh oh, oh cool. no, you know and I couldn't play right but <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I I checked it out you know I played a couple instruments I said whoa thank you and he had he had did a masterful job that night. I remember it was actually Adonis played and Louis Nash played with wow. the Lincoln Center jacket. So it was like, it was so, so, you know, inspiring. Yeah. But you know what I do remember besides his playing? I remember that instance that he was so kind to me mm. in that yeah. moment. Probably that's just a life thing that I remember and I have taken with me through my journey now like anytime i see like a, a it was obviously a bass player or a student already hanging out and yeah. they're like just maybe a little little inquisitive and seeing kind of hanging out i always but you yeah. want to come yeah. get up on the stage here you want to check out the bass you know come or talk about bass really quick and he was so kind to me in that moment I you know it. we talked just a little bit about the bass and and, and you know, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't ask for no lesson. I was just so happy that he, he called me over, you know. Yeah, so and cool. then he was like, "Oh yeah, man, yeah." I said, "Man, good luck, man. Keep, keep on doing what you're doing." And he packed up the bass, and and that was it. But that has stuck to me to this day that he was so kind in that moment. That's so cool. You know, yeah, that's so cool. And that's the power of music too, bringing folks yep. together and having those kind of connections and that yes. lifelong. And you've obviously taken that and done that with other musicians yourself. Yes. You yes. know, and that's yes. the thing that we carry, and I think that's that's beautiful and really yeah. really important to the, the the global community of yes. jazz musicians. Yes, like he, it was that base brotherhood from day Absolutely. one. I was like that that showed me something. Like yeah, it's all it's all circular. You know, I love it. You, I love you it. You know, it's all circular. I've got a similar uh, experience with uh, meeting Reginald uh, for the very first time, and it was maybe in 1997 ish. Mm-hmm. I'm just estimating here because I know I was uh, pretty young. I was a teenager. I had just started playing upright bass, coming from electric. And this is, I met him in Fort Worth, which is where I'm from. There was mm-hmm. a cool club out there called Caravan of Dreams, mm-hmm. and uh, which also it was opened up by Ornette Coleman. I might have talked about this pre- before. But anyways, uh, Branford Marsalis was in town with the trio mm-hmm. with uh, Reginald Veal and uh, Jeff Tane Watts. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had just released The Dark Keys, mm-hmm. which we we're going to play a track coming up next, Blue, Blue, Blue Tane. Uh, from that album and it just came out and um, I saw that and this was one of my very first jazz experiences like really? actually like real like legit jazz experiences mm-hmm. you know I've seen some other things uh, but this one kind of not kind of it blew my mind even mm-hmm. but I was especially drawn to Tane I don't know I was watching Tane it was just like completely yeah. like mm-hmm. what a force man he was just like yes. destroying the drums <laughs> uh, and just I mean in a, such a beautiful way obviously that's not a negative thing at all uh, mm-hmm. destroying some negative content anyways um, <laughs> but it's the same thing I went up and I introduced 
I, I, it, Reginald didn't invite me over, but he was hanging out, out, you know, on the side of the stage. And I just went up and, was, and you know, just said hello and uh, shook his hand. And he stood there and talked to me for a long time. You know, uh-huh. and I told him I had just started playing upright bass, and he's like, "Oh, that's great!" You know, and was asking me questions as if he was interested, <laughs> and uh, you know what I mean. Had no idea, and I'm just you know this this silly little kid, this little teenager. But I mean, he he has that he has that thing. He has that southern yeah. warmness, soulfulness mm. to him in general. I mean, you know, and over the years we've kept in contact. I rarely have seen him probably since that day. I've seen oh, uh, him maybe on my ten times maybe. Because, you know, bass player, I mean, we're always doing different gigs. So I've only seen him in in passing at festivals or something like that. But we do keep in touch every once in a while through text. And I just, you know, it's just, hey, thinking about you, how you doing? He does the same thing. It's just, I'm very, very, you know, honored to have that that connection. Definitely, you know. That's very, very cool. Yeah. I I actually got his autograph that evening, too. His antanes. And, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I just bought... um, I heard you fight I heard you twice the first time. You know that album? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which Reginald is not on. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I asked him to sign it anyways, and of course he was very gracious and didn't mention like, it. Yeah, it, like, it only took me afterwards to be, you know, like, oh why, oh okay. Well, well thank you. It don't it's matter. Very cool. <laughs> but just super you know, lovely. Mm. It was just a lovely experience and I, I still remember it. So that being said, I got the next track. We're gonna pull up um mm. this is from the album I was just talking about from the dark keys. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a blues with this really catchy repeated melody. Mm-hmm. I think the Tane wrote this this head, yeah. or maybe just sang it. I, I'm not sure. Do you know? Do I you know? think so. I think yeah. he did. But so um, we should we should look for that that that, that trivia. A little bit of trivia. Little bit of trivia. <laughs> I don't know why I think that, but I mean it's called mm-hmm. Blue Tane, so right. it could be. But um, so we're gonna start off just playing some of this, and then I'm gonna cut to the solo because. Reginald yeah. takes this awesome solo. Yes. So we hear a little bit of the beginning, and then right. I'm going to cut into the solo. So apologies for that. But here we go. Here's Blue Tain.
apologies. That vibe is so, so nice. But for <laughs> our time constrictions and not to make this a super long one, I'm going to jump ahead to this beautiful solo mm -hmm. that he takes. But such a vibe on there. Oh, oh my man, gosh, it feels so man. good. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I get little hints of Ornette at the beginning of that, too, and inside mm -hmm. of Branford's solo. Man, so beautiful. Just the hookup. But here we go. Here's, here's a bit. Here's a taste of... Uh, Mr. Veal solo. Here we go. So beautiful. Here we go. Here comes. And there it is, what I said from the beginning, it, in, even in his solos, it's very, very his own thing. The way he plays, the way he phrases, yeah. choice of notes, mm. it's very, very personal. I mean, we all, everything we all do is, is personal, but I think also his voice is so personal that's why he can can run the gamut of gigs because you know Absolutely. it's just like oh wow we we want that thing we want that thing in our music you know um yes. and and, it's, and i think it's that kind of thing he has that sound and that thing it's hard to emulate because it's so personal you know what i mean mm, it's like yeah. it's interesting to me like the, the ray browns and and we revere the you know uh you know the Ron Carter's and the Chris McBride. Somehow you can you can put those things in your playing, and there, that thing transcends. Like it's so personal, but you're like, yeah, uh huh. I yeah. can put that in my and still somehow. And then, but people are like, oh yeah, yeah, you got that from Ron. It's like, well, okay, yeah, you're right. I totally, did. totally. But somehow you put you can't really emulate Bill's thing and really sound like him because it's that personal. I think you know what mm -hmm. I mean. It's weird how mm -hmm. that is. Certain yeah. players have that thing that like uh. Yeah, you, it's kind of like him, but yeah, just, he does it this way all the time and puts things in. He's like, you know what? You just got to, you know what? You got it, man. It's you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And vice, and vice versa. You know, it's you hear like mm -hmm. uh, obviously history in his playing. You hear yeah. language, but it's said his way. You know, yeah. you hear the blues and it's said his way. No doubt. But, I, you know, thinking backwards, maybe Jimmy Garrison, as you brought up earlier, is the closest 
maybe associate like where he's coming right. from. Do you know right. what I mean? Probably. But uh, uh-huh. going the other direction, I don't. I haven't heard anybody that sounds like Reginald Veal. No. Nothing like that. It doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't happen. But it's just very, beautiful. Very well. personal. Very personal. Yeah. Um. But hey, I'm glad we're able to show my my brother some some love. You know, yes. and um, thank you all for coming on this journey of thank appreciation. You. And uh, we're going to continue to do this with other bassists and in, in, in some more episodes to come. And, and to, to go out instead of, you know, giving you our, our illustrious jingle that we always have. They heard that on the way in, so it's all good. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, y'all. What, what, I can hear <laughs> the people crying now. Like, no, we want to hear it again. <laughs> instead, who we're going to play uh, a, a tune from Standard Time. Volume, volume three, three right? is yeah. it volume three? Yes, Wynton Marsalis, so. Stand Your Time, mm. volume three. Of course, Wynton being probably the most famous, or ah, I want I don't like to say that. I, I don't know why I just said that, but one of the Maybe famous well artists yeah. that well known. There you go, well known artists that he yeah. played with for many time in different configurations, small group, big, large group, Lincoln Center, or whatever. Uh, and uh, this album's actually with his. You know his his former employee Ellis Marsalis. So it's Winton and Ellis Marsalis. Yeah. This tune is called "In the Court of King Oliver." Um, and Whitten here comes Herlin Riley again. And Herlin Riley again. Yeah. And you see those those duos, mm-hmm. those yeah. relationships. Remember, nurture them. Mm-hmm. And they make great music. But anyway, this is a uh, one of those feel good tunes that we're gonna go out on. All right. Yeah. All right. Peace. Y'all take care. Peace.